passion you've been waiting for. Six friends, six opinions, infinite lives. You're watching history in the making. You don't have to open up your eyes, you can clearly see. The number one podcast is GCU Week. 20 years of brotherhood, the Q La Familia. Raw, uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. Bubs opinionated, why Eddie keep you laughing? Steve will get the tea while Shot tells us all what's happening. Spiritual or natural, I'm here for the thrills. And when it comes to PJ, y'all, please say that real. From quick hits, heavy lifting, the master of the week. We get ratings through the roof every time that we speak. PA, PA, GA to the Aspens, turning podcasts in the Undertable has been sports, entertainment, encouraging events. Sometimes we get pissed, so the crew got a vent. So when Friday night come, you know just what to do. Sit back, put up your feet, and now rocking with the Q. I'm gonna do a Diddy remix on that one day. Go ahead, Buck. <laughs> Once again, it's on, people. You already know what it is. It's your favorite podcast, and I do mean favorite. The GQ podcast, not to be affiliated with the magazine and the company. It's your boy, Bugs, coming out of the 804. I'm going to pass it around for the introductions. We're going to start with Bub, of course. Yo, it feels great to be back. How about you for y'all? Is it good? Like, it's been a while. We know y'all missed us, and we missed y'all. So, um, if it's your first time with us, though, we hope you enjoy the show. Um, if it's not, we just welcome you back and thank you for the continued support and success. We're ready to start the show. Let's go, fellas. We're going to keep it in the 717 and slide over to Eddie. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I really miss the CUE, but deep down inside, you really miss me. Hey, what's going on? There we go. Yes, we back. Now, what's going on, man? I uh, I miss this. I miss this. I miss y'all. Hope y'all enjoy the show. This is this is gonna be a good one, as always. It usually is. As always, yes, always. And we're going to slide down to the 404, Mr. Yo, Swab himself. I'm hype. Start. When you, when you listen to Nuck If You Buck at any point in your day, it's going to turn shit up. So this That's is about to be real. a hype show for me. I'm sorry. We back. Season four. We're supposed to get past season one. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm ready. I got a new mic. I'm on. Let's we before we, we get into it, up. before we get into it, I do want to reiterate: this is season four, season four of the GQ podcast. That's my, that's my ditty. Ow. It's a song that say millions didn't make it, but guess what? We did. So anyway, <laughs> we, we want to send special shout outs. Those that watched last season, PJ said he was going to have to make some changes. So we would have had him make some changes and kicked him off the show. We definitely didn't. We definitely did. Like you said, the only PJ. The authentic PJ here. So shout out, shout out. It's always, it's always six, but you know, everybody got certain things yeah. going in life. So it is still shout out to Steve and PJ. You know, um, we go yeah. jump into our topics for y'all because we know y'all want to really talk about this black church thing. So before that, you know, we got to do our sprinkling of our little, what we like to call our quick hits. So we're going to give you some of our little current events. Um, who wants to start it off? Swab. Mr. Swab himself. 
Mr. Suave, Mr. Davenir, Mr. Shad the Player. Oh, I got, I got the rhymes tonight. Is he frozen? He too look. Oh shit, he is. Bro. I mean, he's frozen. <laughs> oh wait, That's there you fault. go. So Not what here. happened, right? I was connected to my hotspot, needed to connect to the Wi-Fi because it was getting a little blocky, and I ain't want to do my fault. We had some, we had some things happen before. It wasn't gonna be on shot, but anyway, yeah. let's go. Yeah, we ready for them quick hits. Who will start with them quick hits? No worries. So, no, you got a shot? Yeah, let's let's go. So, right, let's first go. one, um, Serena alluded to the fact that she may be retiring after this last tour. Um, she hasn't really given a definite answer on if she's going to respond or not. She's one away from the record of beating out the chick that actually like holds the title from Australia. <laughs> the chick. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say too much about her. She's a little, you know what I mean? Somebody needs to take that chick off of the, the record holding status. Serena's the closest one to get there. Um, Naomi's probably going to be the one to get closer up there, but that's a while away. That's 20 something years you got made. So how y'all feeling if Serena does retire? Is she considered the greatest athlete of all time? Who wanna go? I'll go real quick. Um, she uh, she is definitely considered one of the greatest athletes, not like female, but athlete. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think she's definitely the goat as far as tennis. I hear all types of other names brought up. I ain't gonna lie, I'm not a big tennis person, so the names that I heard, I'm not too familiar with. I went and researched. They're not Serena, and and the dynamics of everything that Serena had to deal with, just being, you know, accomplishing everything that she has. Like she's the goat. She's the goat. Like. I'm hearing people talking about like is she like more of a goat on her sport than Tiger is in his, which is a, a debate. That is a debate in itself. But um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be in that part of that debate. I'm gonna just say she is one of the greatest athletes of all time. She's definitely a goat tennis player. Like I love her, yo. I love you, Serena. If you ever hear this, I love you, baby. <laughs> He's married. He just made it from a fandom, Serena. So, you know, don't let your husband do it and don't let his wife jump him. So, I just want to clarify listen, that. Right. Real we quick. Are, we are, listen, uh, she's on the list. Side note, she's on the list. So, for me, I think she's definitely like the top five athlete of all time. I think, like, when you think of Serena, you do think of just supreme excellence. The ironic thing is that when her dad says she's going to be better than Venus, because everybody forgets how dominant Venus was and how, you know, how, how heralded Venus was. Um, so for that, for that to truly come into fruition and her just dominate the way she did, um, I definitely agree that she's definitely one of the greatest athletes of all time. I just put her like top five amongst great athletes because like you said the racial tension the the fact that she had to play against her sister because that's her best friend like you know what i mean like you think to dominate and still go against your sister in a sport and your sister's still considered great um and it just it just shows that persistence and greatness um elegance and as a black man i'm very proud like proud of the fact that like She's a black woman and she dominated. So she's definitely top five all time for me. Yeah, I, I, I gotta I gotta throw a little bit of shade real quick. Roger Federer got 20 grand slams, right? Rafael Nadal got 22. Serena got 23. You muscle these dudes. So it's like when you think tennis, period, at this point, it's Serena. 
like you right. taking over the sport. I think she got she got more titles than Tiger Woods got. So that's why amazing. I call her the goat. Yeah, that's why amazing. I call her yeah. the goat tennis player, not just like a female goat. I think I think like, it's beyond. I think it's beyond tennis. I think she's going to go down as probably one of the greatest athletes ever. Oh, like her her, her career is. stats are ridiculous, and then like straight up to do it with the grace that she did it, and to deal with the racism that she had to deal with coming into the league, the bullshit she had to deal with even the last time when she blew up on that umpire, it's like there's a lot that she has to deal with with a straight face and she's done that shit with class for 20 plus years like she has my respect hands down and to be yeah. as young as she is like you're going out with a bang period like she can't be touched at this point i don't shout think i mean we shout out to shout them, for... but yeah, y'all might not make no, it we got a shout out that she did win a major pregnant that's remarkable. Yeah. We do got to give her that shout out because that was that's remarkable. Him. Like that's, that's some that's some yeah. untoppable type shit. Like we know we can't get pregnant, but it we shows, know it shows you how like, strong women are, man. For her to do something like that, definitely. That's yeah. You got it. Yeah. But I always say when you whenever you have legends calling you a legend, it's a big deal. So you yeah. got to give that respect. Right. Agree. Facts. Like when y'all when y'all say I'm the greatest of all time as far as the podcast. That's never happened. I don't think any other guy has ever said that. Did I miss that episode? <laughs> nah, he's the Look, he missed that episode. Look, I, I, I guarantee. That's, that's a household title. That don't, that don't come outside the I was wondering. Yeah, sorry, my wife thinks I'm the ghost. So I don't need you. That's why. Yeah, I'm saying. She delusional. It's okay. <laughs> Before we jump to the yeah. next thing, Buzz, what you, what you feel about Serena? What you got on I there? feel... I mean, y'all basically covered it all. I mean, she's mm-hmm. done it all. She's been there. She set the standard. You know what I mean? I like how you addressed the racism she had to deal with because she really did have to go yeah. through some things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't always easy for her, but she came out on top and she basically doing it her way. So much respect. And she's definitely, in my opinion, to go to the tennis world. Oh, yeah, she definitely got in this yeah. world. No doubt. For sure. For sure. Yo, so I, we will I, give her. I, I've been trying to figure out. I've been trying to figure out if this whole Arthur Ashe racism thing happened before she started winning. Like, was this at the beginning of the tournament they decided they was going to honor Arthur Ashe? Or was it after they realized, like, all these black folks is going to. Not a, the arena. Just remember, it's named after him. Oh, I know. But, they, they, right. but do they do it every year? I mean, when she said that she was going to possibly her, 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 you know, I'm sorry. Once she stated that this is, could possibly be her last tennis match, then that's you know, you know, pe- white people love a, a farewell tour too. Like they do like swan songs and coming out in drones to, to now acknowledge that you're you know out of there. So, you know, it's one of those things. But she's definitely the greatest, um, and she's definitely a top five all time athlete. There's not too many people like i take her over tiger woods any day so that's any day you know like you know what i mean so that's like you're right you know (laughs) we definitely we definitely just want to salute um salute queen serena real quick um for all your greatness and continue to be a legend um we thank you little girls i'm creating it right now serena goes in the q hall of fame no doubt. She's in. No doubt. So I like no doubt. That. what's that? Um inaugural inductee, Serena Williams. Yeah. Congratulations. No doubt. 
What you got in that glass? Cause you smiling a whole bunch. Nah, that's lemonade. This is <laughs> All right, cool. Look if you buck, it, it does it every time. It does it. All right, so we made Serena a Hall of Famer for the Q. What we got next? All right, so y'all know Jackson, Mississippi, down there with the dirty water. Um, I think they got it fixed now, but it's been something that's been going on for years. They knew about it. They knew it was going to happen. They knew what the challenges were. Um, it started with the flood. Um, I think like three years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they tried to address it then. They said it cost too much money. So then, uh, within like the last couple of weeks, all of the water got turned off. Um, if it wasn't turned off, it was running extremely low. It was coming out black. They had a boil advisory before it turned off. So it was already like on some, not necessarily Flint, Michigan type stuff, because that was lead. This is just like bad piping, period. Like the pumps weren't working. Is it? We're going to get racial. Is it only when it's like black communities that shit like this happens? Because if it was a white community, would it had gone three years before something would have got fixed? It took them no time to get the new pump down there. So the money was there from somewhere. You got the mayor and the governor fighting and arguing they don't like each other because they disagree politically, understood. But when it becomes to your constituents, do you put that aside as a governor to say that city needs this thing? Because Jackson is basically the money that runs the state. But instead of like funding what needs to be fixed, they let it go. So how do y'all feel? One, racially, is it a is it a black thing because it's a black city? And then two, what happens after this? Well, let me go first, Dave. I'm gonna chime in, I'm gonna say, I think it is a race thing because like you said, they knew it needed to be fixed. It didn't get fixed because of where it was, in my personal opinion. Can't yeah. nobody really convince me otherwise. Because if you knew something was an issue, you should have taken care of it before this even happened. I mean, but, but, but history, it does repeat itself because let's not forget, they said they knew one day that the levees in New Orleans would break if a storm strong enough came through and then here come Katrina and next thing you know. The levees didn't break. They were blowing up. That's Shaw's conspiracy. But you know what? I'm going to let you But anyway. Seriously, no, seriously, man. Seriously, let's call it what it is. I think racism does play a part. I mean, they have Flint everywhere. Racism still exists. And those that are naive to the fact that think it doesn't, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, um, go, go let me go real quick. Mine is short. No, nah, take your time. I, I, take your time. Nah, it's listen. I, I think it is racially motivated. Like, just think about, like, think about anything that is going on in the history of this country when the, like, in our neighborhood specifically, when something's wrong, I mean, you you could take it from any aspect, from from or, or when you know, think about when they put drugs in the community. Like, there's always something with us. There's always something like with our communities. Like, so yeah, it's definitely racially motivated. And like you said, Shaw said, the you know they got the mysteriously now they got the money. They're, oh, shit's handled now. Like, y'all could have been did that. You know what I mean, you could have been did that. So yeah, yes, that's my answer. Plus another part that really burns me up, not to overstep nobody, but another part that burns me up is the fact that every time this happens, whether it's Flint, whether it's here, whether it's whatever concerning the black community, it's so heavily, heavily, heavily publicized. Let right. me tell you something, I'm gonna clear something up to let me know that it's racial. If the water went out in Beverly Hills and Beverly Hills had Flint, Michigan drinking water, number one, you wouldn't hear about it. It wouldn't be put in the news from the jump. And number two, it wouldn't last longer than a day if it went that far. So basically, you can't, like I said before, you can't convince me otherwise. It is what it is. 
it is what it is. Anything to deter, tear down, or uh, not show progress or whatever, however you want to word it or term it, it's just repetitive. Repetitive racism. Go ahead, Bob, before I get a little angry. Yeah, so I mean, of course, like one can say, like, let me just play some some devil's advocate. We should I never do. Um, you know, Mississippi <laughs> is Mississippi is the poorest state in the United States. We can acknowledge that, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. Um, and one can say that there's with that being the poorest state, it could be something that could be a problem that you you're not a, like even though you're aware of it until it happens you may not address it until it fully happens because your funding may be allocated to go somewhere else ukraine now with that correct right so with that being said of course it's racist because the fact <laughs> is like <laughs> we we know that this uh, is a tactic that they use why because water is essential to life like the first thing that everybody needs is water like your body like you can as long as you got water you can live longer i mean you can live long without food but you have to have water you have to bathe yeah. you know what i mean like it's just it, it like water is a is a primary necessity so if you take people's primary resource away and call it a natural disaster or accident of course it's going to be that but it's just too coincidental that we keep seeing these things take place like you said with the flint um situation now this and nobody ever gets really truly held account responsible for it and that's the problem i really have so, in the matter like they, they'll sit there and say like you know like no like they'll act like there there's a uh like there's some dust to kick up but yet nothing really happens to these people that do this so right of course so it's gonna continue go ahead here, here's here's my issue it's joe biden we good you you doing your thing you doing your job much respect 40 billion went to Ukraine as of May 23rd. So that's three and a half months ago. Three and a half months ago, they were at 40 billion. You couldn't send a fucking pump to Jackson that you knew was messed up, that the mayor was asking you for before this happened, that the governor knew was messed up. Like nobody's taking responsibility with y'all shooting all this money everywhere else. Y'all paying for these political ads Y'all paying for bullshit. Y'all paying for these dinners oh. that cost like six and seven million dollars. So you you got the money. It's never a resource kind of thing. It's a matter of what you want to put your resources into. So the money's there. And I think it's after we get past these midterms, because this shit's important. After these midterms, there needs to be like a serious conversation amongst black American elite about how to start getting money to black cities and states. Because this is like this is bullshit at this point. The money's there. Y'all spend it on every damn thing else. So you can spend it on the necessities for where you know that's the poorest state. So if that's the poorest state, push the shit down there. Stop pushing it to California. They got money. New York got money. DC got money. Virginia, no, no disrespect, books. Like Virginia around the capital area, they got money. So all this fucking taxes we paying is not going to the places that they need to go to. That's the problem. And that shit needs to start getting allocated differently. And I don't know who the hell need to get kicked out the office for it, but it needs to happen. And well, let me ask you this real quick. Let me ask you this real quick. To what you were saying, like you're forgetting this is on purpose. This is intentional. No, absolutely. So, like, like so, so you're to say we need to do this. Like, can we truly no. expect this regime of 
of you, po of politicians to really get the ball rolling in that direction to where we want this true change? That's the honestly, question. Honestly, yes. Because the okay. deal is, they wouldn't be in office without the black votes. So Democrats rely on us to vote for them. If we as black Democrats say we're not voting for anyone else until you start addressing these fucking issues, shit will get changed. When you start putting heat up under their ass, it changes. The Black Lives Matter shit, that changed because heat got under their ass. You ain't one of those people in your streets no more. And it wasn't even about looting. It was the fact that people got pissed off and started protesting. And then Nancy Pelosi go out here with the damn, um, the, the, um, African garb. The African garb on, like. Garment, yeah. That's what I'm saying. See, it's part, like part they of that understand. was the pandemic, though, because the pandemic had everybody sitting right. still. So that was so that's what, that was. That's what I, mean. so I think the pandemic played a big part with that. The pandemic, well. the pandemic played a part to a point where the people that are your voting constituents mm -hmm. now have time to focus on you. So if we use that same energy when it comes down to voting for y'all and say you got our vote, because now we're just basically voting voting Democrat just to save shit. It's just literally to like not have this shit go back to like 1717. So it's we have the power to do it. It's just a matter of putting all that energy behind something. Our money basically funds the fucking country because we spend it on every damn thing. So if you pull all those resources and say we're not doing anything else until you start fixing this, shit happens. Now that takes a lot of restraint and it takes a lot of discipline. I understand that as well. That's gonna be hard to do, but it's possible. It's like shit can change if we make it change. That's all. I want to plug these comments right quick from Monisa. Jackson is predominantly black. It's definitely racial. She also said environmental racism is alive and well. I'm not surprised. There are a lot of black communities that have factories putting out toxic chemicals in the air and local water supply. The problem yeah. is that there's always rain. Red tape. It's always red tape. But that's the, again... That's the thing. Think about it. If you can't if you can't drink the water, you can't water your farmland either. So you can't push that dirty ass water on your farm shit because it's contaminated. So now like farmers that are down there, they can't make no money. And if anybody's following Queen Sugar, you see how that shit works. So it's like you're not only just messing with the drinking water, the bathing water, you're messing with their farming, their food. They can't go fishing in certain areas because like the, the water there might be contaminated as well. You're messing with people's entire lives on something that's easily fixable with the fucking pump you just brought down there on the back of a truck after the shit broke. So it's like you have the ability to do it. It's just a matter of doing it. No doubt. But yeah, what that's be, real. Racism is real and they get you from every angle. So pay attention. Don't believe the hype and keep pushing people. Like we got a long fight ahead of us. Speaking of racism. Oh my fuck! Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you good. No, I just wanted to point out that the, the trucker that brought the pump down there and shit, like he probably got some dough, yo. I wish I'd have got that job. Police <laughs> 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 escort. <laughs> yo, he he probably could run illegal and everything. They want to stop him, like he could. There's no laws. Just get yeah. down there. You gotta you gotta get a theme song and like roll your windows down and pump that shit. You bring the pump through there. <laughs> some no Joe, doubt. Some Joe buttons pump it up. <laughs> yeah, <that's crazy. laughs> You know what? <laughs> that was a good one, yeah. No, that's funny. <laughs> speaking, right, speaking, right, the... speaking of racism, Queen Elizabeth is dead. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. You know, 70, 70 plus years as the monarch of the United Kingdom, amongst other territories that they occupied, um, 
there's black twitter has me in tears on a daily basis because no one on black twitter cares and when you start like really finding out how deep it goes um with all the power that everyone thinks that she didn't have that she actually has um do we care <laughs> i just want to sit this one out nah we're not sitting you know what nah. I mean? like, listen, <laughs> listen, listen no sit listen. outs no it's, it's gonna be a short sweet comment fucker. like you know what i mean like i never knew her didn't give a fuck about her i know she didn't like my people so guess what fucker. like you know what i mean like that's all i can say on it like nothing more like i'm tired of seeing that shit on my tv i'm tired of you know this even being the topic she didn't like black people just like george bush said like kanye said about george bush so fuck her. like you know what i mean like that's it yo mine's real quick this is what i gotta say about it yeah so okay for for the for the listening audience how y'all doing um so the countries where queen elizabeth was head of state as of november 2021 canada Bahamas, Jamaica, Belize, St. Kitts and Nevis, um, Antigua and Barbados, St. Lucia, what's this? Grenada, 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 hey, 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 I went to public school. Um, <laughs> I went to that same school, damn it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. um, to the look- same damn college. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. This is not an HBCU issue. Um, <laughs> Tuvalu, Solomon Islands, New Guinea, Australia, New Zealand. So she literally, she was head of state of those places. Here's the thing. With her being head of state, they say that in some states, she actually used her power, basically saying that she can overthrow the government in the way that she wants to. In certain, uh, certain countries, what she would do is appoint someone to be her spokesperson to make you think that it's not her in charge and she's not really doing anything, but those spokespeople had to come back to her and get approval on whatever it is they were doing. The new prime minister in the UK that just got appointed on September, I believe, 5th or 6th. She had to go meet with the queen to get approval to be the prime minister. The queen had the opportunity and the ability to remove any prime minister that she wanted to if she felt like they weren't doing what she needed them to do with the country. People think that the lady had no power. She was just a ceremonial fact and they're trying to push it like she's just ceremonial which is crazy as hell because nothing about her is just ceremonial this chick is running shit and now her son's running shit here's the scary part queen elizabeth didn't fuck with donald trump period didn't like the nigga didn't invite him to the funeral he wasn't allowed to come to the palace while he was in office none of that charles is cool with trump so it becomes the issue charles is true cool with trump charles is cool with china charles is cool with russia if Charles decides that the UK is no longer going to be a distraction for Russia and China when it comes to any kind of wars with the United States involvement, we now have an issue on the entire East Coast because there's no protection. It's a problem. So she's gone. I would I would love to see what the conversation was at the funeral home because I know Harry and Meghan and um caused some hell. But you know, good riddance to the lady. You lived a very long life long as fuck and like enjoy. 96 years is a long time Hell um, yeah and she has she has something to do with diana being killed as well um i believe that no nah, yeah. that's that's it's it's basically uh, never mind it's not cool. it's, uh, um it's, man, it's i don't give a shit i believe i was thinking that no nah, she she it she knew about it yeah i mean i've i've seen because 
But see, the thing is this. We we know all that. Um, she's She wasn't a good person. And the fact of the matter is that I think that Black Twitter and a lot of people, like, we do a racism, like, we act like racism just exists in America. So it, it bothered a lot of us to see people saying, like, rest in peace to her because she didn't like us. So, you know, like, for you to say rest in peace to somebody who didn't like you is pretty fucking stupid. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think that's... Yeah, like, uh, and the I think, name? The Cornball? He said that shit. Oh, uh, um, the Cornball. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, yeah. <laughs> he yeah, Russell, yeah. But that's, Shout out... I, who or why you a cornball episode season three? Make sure you check that out. <laughs> but I think I think that's the thing. A lot of people fell in suit because it's like you just fell in line with the fact that this is a rest in peace kind of thing without knowing who you're resting in peace. So I'm not saying I want her to like rot anywhere. I'm not saying I want her to burn anywhere. But mm. it's like I think as not even just as this country, like in general, there needs to be honest conversations about who does what. So you can decide if you're going to really follow that person all this hidden shit and all the stuff that she was involved in like there's fucking massacres and like genocides that's happening that she was behind that she had like involvement in she could have stopped certain things didn't stop those things then you like take over countries and you jump in and now you're part of the flag as if they're part of the flag and everybody's out here president wise prime minister wise oh my god i can't believe she's gone this is such a sad day for our country you're not serious your country's celebrating like they don't they really don't care and you talk about how bad castro was and this chick is like that much worse you talk about how bad Gaddafi was she's that much worse but nobody wants to admit that because she's an ally to so many people and her fingers are in everybody's pots so again not congratulations that you're dead but i mean whatever wherever you made it oh but also the fact that she was also disgusting because she was really married to her cousin we so we're not going we're not going to act like incest but, wasn't know, a part of thing they did that's weird as fuck like that's incest a, that's is a, definitely disgusting very much so don't that's, don't that's say pagan, that. that's a pagan thing don't. <laughs> so so we definitely off from her because she can slow the fucking show down and whatever good riddance whatever like we just hope like you said it doesn't trickle over to charles doing more dumb shit. so nah, he he ain't gonna be here long it's, it's gonna be a very short term for him what? <laughs> What's he, gonna happen to him? Like, he's not gonna be there. This is Ludor. He over there. He's complaining already because he was trying to sign something and it ain't got in his hand. Bloody pen! I can't believe this. This like he's just he's a dimwit. So he's not gonna be there long. Hopefully, like yeah. I think now fucked up part. Camilla the side chick becomes like basically like an interim queen. So if Charles go, I think Camilla becomes the queen, and then like she gets the reins. Uh, Yo, yeah, that's the yeah, that's the biggest side chick upgrade ever. That's true. I mean, if if that's how it goes, because I know she, he has siblings, and I don't, I'm not, yeah, like I'm not sure how it, it goes from there, because I know his his sister, know. you know. But yeah, we can definitely move on from her. Any other guy, anything else to say about this? Like, I love, I love the fact that she's having a very um, black ceremony. Um, she's not getting buried until next Monday. She's traveling the world, stinking in the casket. That's that's very African American of you, and we <laughs> welcome you to our burial process. Yo, don't do, don't put that on us. We don't want not, nothing to do with that lady. You know, you know, we don't bury folks for at least seven, eight days. That's for we people go with GoFundMe accounts. Nah, that's we got GoFundMe go accounts. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Got to go get make sure the wigs are right. It's 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 a different kind of thing with us. We we let you sit out for a little while. Make sure you actually go on. And Rick, <laughs> for real. <laughs> 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 that's if you don't got the money you know what i mean it takes a little longer they got to collect a couple extra coins from the rich relative but you know what i'm saying like, yeah against our listening audience make sure y'all y'all get your life insurance up you know what i mean don't don't burden the family no All doubt right, i'm done now yeah facts, what we facts, got next facts. we going to the next one y'all want to do this um y'all do this appeal or y'all want to go into the topic we can what y'all want to do let's, let's do the appeal we don't, we don't got to spend much time on it but let's just do the appeal Y'all can do the appeal because you know my vote. Go ahead, Bub. This is all right. This is your dude. So it's not my. It's, here's the thing. For those that are familiar with the GQ podcast, we do have a block list, and our block list consists of six people who we do not want to discuss. But in recent times, one of the participants that are on that list has actually made some leeway in some of the things. For, I'm sorry, but some of the things that he's discussed before has actually come to light and he actually looks like he's not as bad as he may have seen. We're speaking of, of course, Mr. Kanye West. So at the point we placed him on the block list, Mr. West was going through it with his now ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, about seeing the kids and things like that and having them around some random guy. Now, we're having an appeals hearing that was brought up by Mr. Edward because the fact is, now we see that Kim is no longer with this guy, Pete, who actually had their children's initials tattooed on him. And Kanye said, he's a weirdo. I don't want him around my kids. And now it doesn't even look as bad. Now Kanye's actually showing how he's been exploited by the Gap and Adidas as well, and how they're stealing his ideas, and that he no longer wants to work with these major brands. So with these things coming to fruition, like he said before, there may be a reason for us to pull him off the block list. So what do you guys think? Do we pull Mr. West off the block list or do we still keep him on the block list? Nah, I'm keeping yeah. his ass there. Fuck that. Team, yeah. No, he stays where he's at. Regardless of, and even with Kim and Pete breaking up, he played a part in that shit. So it's like, who wants to be in a relationship with somebody's ex and baby daddy and he out here moving across the street and living next door and shit and making threatening songs about me. Got your fans knocking on my door, knocking down my dressing room door, threatening me in the street. All this shit's Kanye's fault. I would have left Kim's ass too. Like everybody else that fucks with Kim. They're going to leave Kim. Kanye's fucking toxic. Period. Everything he touches is toxic. After college dropout, and graduation and late registration. You sound like you After, don't even know who you want to blame, nah, him or Kim. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna love Kim, Kim and Kanye's toxic. See, so you then, want right. you want Kim to be in there with Kanye. That's the problem. I know I know your motive, Eddie. It's not happening today. Kim ain't going in there. Kanye's the problem. Kanye needs to come out. That's Kanye, fine Kim ain't Kanye going wore the he wore the MAGA hat. He says slavery was a choice. He came out with the damn um fail thing on, looking crazy as hell. He running in the stop signs. He's a nut. No yeah, thing. He also makes he's, great music. Then he can also, when, when he makes a great, great he makes another great album. We can yeah. discuss his album and put his ass back in the block. Nah, because if he's on the block list, you can't discuss his album. We That's can discuss the exactly. album. Yo, we, Kanye we is always going to be relevant. He's always going to be relevant, cause nah, fam. We agree. We will pull him out of the block list to talk about his album 
and then we put him back in. Yes or no? Is Kanye always going to be relevant, or at least for the foreseeable future, he's going to be relevant? Correct. For the bullshit that he does, yeah, he's always. It gonna doesn't be matter what the reason it is. It does we, matter. We, we're doing a show. Is. We're doing a show that's based off of current events or shit that we, you know, that we hear or, or shit that so we. Shot. So shot. Kanye West is the go Queen Elizabeth. So shot. So shot. Real quick. Those positive, those things that he said came to fruition because I, I see that you're blaming Kanye for the Pete thing, but you also said in the same thing that you, to Eddie's point that Kim is toxic and everybody does leave. So with that being said, like this is creepy. Like the nigga, like Pete did get his children's initials tattooed on him, and like Kanye was like, "Yo, I don't want this weird dude around my kid." So now Kanye's they're separated. A weird dude. I wouldn't want dad. Kanye around my kids. Yeah, cut it out. What you Not got on this book? Shit. Real shit. I, would, I wouldn't want Kanye around my kids. Fuck Pete. If Pete's the biggest problem we got in the family, I'll I'll rock with Pete. Kanye. The biggest? Nah, cuz nah. he's the problem. He the problem. What you, what you got, Bugs? Yo, Kanye is gonna be Kanye. And whatever Kanye does, it is gonna be relevant. I mean, let's be clear about it. Right. The man gonna always be relevant. So I mean, I have no problem either way. You wanna keep him in the block list? Or Take him out. Either nah, we're keeping him there. This dude selling slave clothes out of dumpsters on roofs of buildings. We're not letting him out. Cause hold on, hold on, hold it's on. Trash, it's trash bag. Steve that's just chimed in on the comments and said, he's saying this while wearing Yeezys. Leave him block. Leave that dude nah, block. He's, yeah, exactly, Steve. Kanye stay where he at. He good. Is he? Him and OJ can, him and OJ can share the seat. Y'all good. Stay where y'all <laughs> at. Said, did we put OJ on there? Nah, we're going to go through. <laughs> Why do we even talk about OJ? Like this is that's, because that's OJ OJ so blocked he doesn't even get mentioned in black. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So he's really just he's not. Yo, so, Kanye, Kanye's Kanye, and the moment he gets to do a Kanye type thing, Kanye's gonna do a Kanye type thing. It's always everything with Kanye is everybody else's fault. Dude right. has no accountability. Well, Bob, what's your answer? Yay or nay? We leaving Kanye block? What we doing? Um, I'm on the fence. I, I, I like Kanye a little bit. Now, and like being a father, like I honestly think, like I think it was strange that the dude got the, the tattooed initials on it, and I do think that he is a, a publicity hound, but that's always been his his stick. But like, yeah, like you know what I mean. But he still earns for them, like you know what I mean. Like he's a billionaire, so he is talking that shit, and he backs it up, and it proves. Cause think he was just five years ago, he was just bankrupt. You know what I mean? Was you know in debt now. He's the whole way, so he 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 knows how to figure things out. So I think there's some there's some truth to some of the things that he does, and I think he's an interesting character that we can just definitely be key. So to possibly bring him up, like I don't know, I, I think I think Kanye, I think we can pull him off the list. All right, the, um, so that's two to pull him off. Steve said leave him blocked. Shot said leave him blocked. I'm voting for PJ. He blocked. I guess <laughs> I got PJ wanted him back on. Nah, PJ wanted. PJ don't want <laughs> the real so, PJ don't want him back on. Out of the five that responded, I guess I'd be the tiebreaker. So I'm gonna go ahead and say PJ didn't say nothing. Like you I can't vote for PJ. I'm going for PJ. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say let him out. Let him out. My God. Nah, that's My three God. and three. That's three and three. <laughs> you stay where let he's him at. No, nah, right, man, so I he went by the did not. I tell you what. Y'all gonna let him out. When we two months right. from now, two months from now, I don't want to hear shit about letting felons out of jail. <laughs> this is, this is going to be y'all's fault. When it comes down well, and and Kanye's back in I Chicago, mean, committing crimes and getting out with no bail. And the thing is, nobody's if, he, if he's if he's out, 
and he goes back and just go be like real life. He gets another nah. strike, he gets a longer sentence. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things. His but, sentence went longer yeah. in the first place. You know, <laughs> not two weeks after he got put in. Nah, we're gonna keep y'all posted. We're gonna keep y'all posted. We Let's definitely go will. Slide be out. Heavy lifting. Letting teeter yeah. for a little while. Let's jump into this heavy lifting. We so like, so we got Yay out. Congrats, yeah. You're the first ever parolee nah, we, from the Q nah, blocklist nah, program. We need, we need we need PJ's vote. We nah, nah. nah. See, Buzz has been paid off. Look, he got the Yeezy glasses on. Nah, funds that came over there. I'm not good morning. No doubt. Kanye met him in the gym and gave him some dough. You know, give you all that blacklist, fam. You know what? Yo. Where we at with the heavy lifting? Is that about that time, right? That's what everybody mm-hmm. came to talk about. Let's go with it. Let's all go right. with it. So I don't know if everybody has seen um, Honk for Jesus and, you know, you got pastors being low and drop it low for Jesus or pastors being robbed. Um, drop it low for Jesus. You got a lot of the, the other conspiracy quote unquote cases. You got the... Um, What's do from down here? The Eddie Long situation um, is basically the black church isn't the same black church that it was years past. But the question is, is the black church still holding the same respect in the black community? Does the black church still have the same love from the black community? Are they as important as needed? So let's start with the first question. Is there still a level of respect for the black church in the black community? Mm. Wait, somebody jump on that. Ask that question one more time. Sorry. Is there still the same level of respect for the black church inside the black community? Okay, okay, okay. So in my opinion, right? So I I think I think there is to a certain extent, but I I think there is. Here's the okay, so this whole religion thing, right? I'm I'm gonna go a little to the side with it, off a little off of this question. Like, so like when I was younger, like I was brought up in a church and everything, the church was always like, and I feel like people obviously did, especially amongst our, our, our color folk, like church was the thing. It was it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, rather when you were, when you're a kid, you're made to go to church, like whether you wanted to or not, but it was actually ended up being fun at some point. Now, obviously maybe because they had the kids church portion of it or whatever, whatever. I think as you get older and I'm just speaking, I can't say for everybody. I'm speaking for me. I'm going to speak for me on this one. I started to question certain things, right? About religion as a whole, because as you know, for me, it was like, I always thought, well, well, dang, when we were slaves, Christianity was basically forced on us. Like, were we, were we Christians back in Africa? You see what I'm saying? Like, mm. what, 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 cause it's just one thing believing in a higher power, which I do, right? I believe in a God. I do. I believe there is a God. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a atheist and I don't believe it's just, I always wondered, like, was this should I be believing in this? Because is this something that was forced on me, man? Like, and I always went back and forth, even just from the aspect of me being used to when I'm going through something. Oh, please, God, help me out here. When you praying to yourself, right? But it's like I'm trying. I'm sorry. I know I'm going everywhere with it. No, no, no. You're on. You're on task. I, I. I started to, I started to, basically I started to question things. And I think that that's what a lot of people do. A lot, I, I do think that a lot of people do question it because it's like, why not? Why wouldn't you question certain things? And then like, I'm also a science geek, right? And it's always that whole big thing, science versus religion, right? 
my mom would tell me right now, she'll call me, who's still in the church and all of that. You know, I'm telling her what I'm going through in life or something like that. And she's always like, go, you know, pray on it. Go to church, you know, you know, God to make, you know, pave the way or whatever the situation may be. I, I'm not saying that she's wrong, but my thing is what, like, why do I have to do what you're doing? Why can't I go about it the way that I want to go about it? Why does it have to, why does it have to be like that? Like, why do I have to physically, like even people just saying, you know, physically going to church, like come to church and pray on it. I don't even think you have to go to church to pray on it. Like if you believe in something or someone or a higher being, bro, I can sit on my couch and listen to the word. Like I can, you know what I mean? Like I don't necessarily have to always go to somebody's building. And then when you got these things that's going on with these priests, I mean, I'm sorry, with these um, pastors, you know what I mean? The dude with the, about the watch and all of that other shit. Like, bro, I, and I'm cursing as I'm talking about it, my fault. It makes you think, like, is, is, it, is it fake? Like, is this fake? Like, how are you supposed to be a man of God? And and, 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 and you you are some foul stuff, bro. Like, tell me, like, I don't, like, if I was in that church and the bull said something about the watch, I, like, bro, I probably would have walked out. Like, that would have made me, like, yo, I don't even want to do this religion thing no more. Like, but this is not what I'm here for, for you to sit here and try to act like I got to get ties to buy you a freaking watch, bro. Todd's supposed to be building funds and things like that, you know, to help, like, I mean, I know you're going to eat off of it a little bit. That's the, that's given, but I ain't about to buy, because like, I didn't buy you a gift. I ain't never heard a pastor, like, come out like that. Now, you know, the pastors do have nice cars. They dress nice. They got jewelry, whatever, whatever. But at least they keep it under wraps, like, for you to just come right out. <laughs> you know what so, I mean? Go ahead. My I'm, fault. I could go no, on and on. My fault, man. No, nah, I said, I'm going to just, I'm going to jump in real quick. It's, I think that, I think what happens is that we we confuse pastors with religion and just because somebody goes and gets ordained online or something and becomes a pastor at some church doesn't mean that they now speak for the religion a lot of them are doing it because they see the monetary gain in being a pastor they see the nonprofit aspect of it they see all the tax write-offs they see the the monetary benefit of being a pastor a lot of them are just in it for the wrong reason I think the the church in general. Can I ask you a question? Pause. Can I ask you a question? So is that predominantly all of the black pastors? Because it makes sense. Now there's a there's 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 a lot of white pastors that do the exact same thing. No, I know it is white, but what I'm saying, we're talking about the black community. I I know there's obviously what. Listen, you got these preceding final little boys. Even think about how big like Joe Olsten's church is. Right. I'm, I'm just asking about the question. How, I, 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 I know what you're saying, but think about think about the size of his church. Like mega churches were started with white people. So right. Benny Hinn can sell out arenas day after day after day. And that money goes to Benny Hinn. So it's like it's just it's a matter of what people are really invested in. Church is a corporation. Like the church is a corporate system. It's it's based that way, it's taxed that way. The money flows in and out that way it's it's a business so it's i think what happened is from my perspective the black churches saw what the other churches were doing and they started getting wind of how these things work and now they start doing it so whereas in before it was about leading a community it was it was you being the voice of inspiration for your community teaching whatever the word is whatever your message is to the amongst your peers, yeah, 
yeah you know? it was it was it was spreading that and making like the pastors weren't rich pastors were eating at everybody else's house because they probably didn't have food at their crib well, it was it, well. it was a humble kind of thing when they got wind of the money in it it became bigger and now it's like what do we do to get more of this how do we get more of that and if you preach it to me in prada i'm probably gonna look at you sideways yeah because let me jump like, in here so real quick Jesus eddie also, let me see let me, let me jump Jesus, eddie go, my fault, my fault. let me say something real quick see that's my thing like i think i think depending on age region and you know where you stand with your religion about the um as far as how you feel about the church because to Shad's point during the civil rights era especially like even before that with slavery but like during the civil rights era like the churches were the mainstay safe hubs for a lot of the black community like you like you hear a lot of our parents grandparents that were like hey they would go to church all week and that's you know you would just you would feel good you know you would sit there you would sing um you like you said you could you could touch the pastor um and though we're always all sinners i think once people start figuring out to shah's point as well once people start figuring out the other side of the hustle there's always been you know like janky pastors and things like that but once you start seeing your creflo dollars your fred casey prices who start building some of these mega churches and then mm -hmm. it's like you 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 separate yourself from the people mm -hmm. that makes that's a turn off and then to this generation when you're one like a generation removed you're like oh that's a turn off because like the way i grew up i knew these pastors like pastor so-and-so knew my name he knew where i lived um and i think that with it not being such a staple like it used to be and you see these people like you said now it was okay he may have a nice car and you may have a couple extra dollars but now you send people with helicopters multi-churches in different places um and it just seems like such a disconnect it makes to Shah's other point that religion and church it just shows that it's two different things like it's not the fact that we're here to love build together and get out of this thing together and get in the right direction it's oh you want to be on and you're using me to get there and i think that's what a lot of people feel this way about it now than what they used to like when we were growing up like I you said like grab. Yeah, yeah i mean but it's, it's yeah it's the hustle like you yeah. know and i think for, i think it's it's and it's sad because i think we all now. have no matter if you go to church on the, the the routine basis i think we all have some sense of faith and we believe that there's a, a sense of a higher power mm -hmm. and yeah. like you never seen i never seen so many people like switch church homes or just not have church homes no more and like you said eddie they'd rather That's sit right. home and just watch something on a zoom because all right fine i'll just get the word this way but i think that's also part of the evolution of spirituality because you can actually you know what i mean like you said i might not fool with this person but i can do my own research and you know interpret because the word is always interpreted for each individual like you know what i mean you just go and listen to a pastor because he might be saying something at the time that you know is going to like just ring relevant side you. Note, that was one of the things so, that kept me in as long as it did because like i will say that a lot of times when i went to certain churches or you know what i mean like i listened to a pastor and it always felt like they was talking to me like whatever i was mm -hmm. like see that's what makes me believe in a higher power because it's like even even if this pastor is the type of person that maybe he is one of those guys that's all about the flash and all about the dash but when he's actually giving his word i felt like i, I maybe i feel it it's like yo 
so, speaking to me right now. And so yes. when they say like God speaking to him through you, wait, I said that wrong. Speaking you get what I'm trying to him. say. Like, no, no, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Go, go ahead. My so, fault, but here's yeah. the thing. I didn't it, mean to hijack it, your job. Nah, you good. There's. Hold on. Let, let Bugs hop in here real quick because Bugs ain't said nothing. You know, we know he's a very church oriented guy come on my man yeah, like don't don't yeah. sit here and try to don't play the mute role now and we know because it's, it's a lot it's a, it's a lot because it most of us like for black people in particular we all have long ties to the church you know what i mean like like yeah, even know, that's all even, of us all of us grew up in in church right right so it's, it it was definitely it's a it's a sunday thing well me it was a monday through sunday thing but yeah. it's a sunday thing so we it's all a, grew up in there it taught discipline because you would sit there, you would have to sit in the pew, you would listen, have to pay attention. It taught you how to dress appropriately. There's a lot of things that that are removed now that change from that era. Like, you know, so I definitely want to hear what you got to say, Buzz, because like you said, you, you know, like you said, you've been a deacon, you've been into a lot of that stuff. So let us let the people know what's going on. How you feel about that? Do you feel this is still, a, is there a disconnect? Is it still there? What's up? The black church has always been a staple in every black community. It's always been a staple. It's been a safety zone to some. It's been a refuge. It's been a place to go when you just didn't feel like being around nobody else. No matter where you were brought up or how you were brought up in the black community, it was always the church house. Now, in my opinion, I've been a deacon. I've been an assistant pastor. I've been a youth pastor. There's a difference for those that do believe and those that don't believe between spirituality and religion. Mm -hmm. And some get caught up on religion instead of the spirituality and the actual reasoning behind why it is why we do. You see what I mean? Yeah. Now, what it happened is there are some pastors that have tarnished the image of how we view pastors of the days of old. Because days of old pastors, you felt comfortable going to them, telling them what was going on, this, this, that, and the third. But if you see a lot of hypocrisy and things of this nature and the people that you're there with you fellowshipping with hold on that's the one i saw last night in the club i saw that usher last week coming out that man deacon so-and-so you know things like that people get caught up in those things and it tends to turn them away because in all actuality it's like well what makes them different than me but when you focus on why you do i'm saying all that to say when you know why you do what you do then nothing can persuade you either way. Once you are a strong, deeply rooted believer, no matter how far you may stray away, it's going to always be there. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of youngins, youngins, I say, young people haven't been taught the ways of old. And it's sad to say a lot of the pillars and elderly that we had back in the day, they help maintain the route and the path that they wanted us to go up aren't here anymore. And that started back when, you know, the teenagers and the knees were having the babies and this, this, that, and the third. You'll go with grandma, but you only go to grandma. Some people just go to church just to say, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't taking nothing from it. So there's a disconnect, though, book. So to your thing, you said that a lot of the younger generation doesn't go at all. But that's because at some point there was a disconnect. So was that transition in our age group? Was it the age group like above us? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, and I'm not saying like our parents, I'm just talking about like, maybe like, I'm, the, I'm the, hit that. Like, 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 you know I what think, I mean? Like, I think the disconnect, I think the disconnect 
really started in our parents' generation. So we all know our grandparents was in church. I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody that has a grandmom that wasn't a church grandma. You know what I mean? So they were in church. In the same breath, this is when working on the weekends wasn't a thing. This is when like you, you made sure you made time for church before anything else. In the same breath, that's when church started getting very judgy on the congregation. It's like, oh, you're not doing this. Oh, you're not doing that. Oh, you're not using your tithing envelopes. Oh, you're not bringing this money over here for this. You're not dropping your kids off for vacation Bible school. Like a lot of the judgment started coming in and the pastors started feeling like they were bigger than the congregation, which you're not bigger than them. You're on equal playing field. You just have a different message and you you're supposed to have a calling to spread that message. But instead, it becomes more of a what are y'all doing? You're not doing this. You're not doing that. A lot of the money started being seen in there. A lot of the messaging from the pulpit started getting in there. After, I would say like after civil rights, you have people that start moving out of the community. If I move out, I'm not coming the whole way back here to go to church. Like if I lived in Brooklyn and now I live in Queens, I'm not coming to Brooklyn on Sunday to go to church. I'll find a church somewhere else. And you start pushing those people out that way. And then the inner cities become the inner cities pastors become less involved in the inner cities because you start being you start getting scared of the community so now you're not stepping out there anymore no one knows you you don't know them you're preaching the message and then you're dipping back out to wherever your crib is at like typically back in the day the pastor lived somewhere close to the church that they were pastoring you were living somewhere in that community you live nowhere near that now you're somewhere in a gated community and you have no involvement with your church outside of the walls of your church so I think a lot of our parents started seeing that and then you start kind of pulling away. I'll go next Sunday. I'll, I'll go a couple of Sundays from now. I'm not, I'm not going today. And it became a thing. So it's like now because of all the distractions that are there, our parents stopped going, which means our generation went a little sparingly. And then in generation after that, it's like, what's church? So church is now, it's a CD. I can just, I can watch that on TV. I can watch it on YouTube. And we start replacing going to church with a church aspect so it's like this, if you're sending me enough stuff on facebook i feel like i was in church already yeah so let me, so let me ask you this though because during that same time though we also started um seeing a lot more of the you know like the nation of islam the, the um five percenters and things like that um that start taking place too and you know did the do you think that that Nah. also took a part in like you know as far because we have a lot of um islamic and, and muslim people now who feel that the traditional way of christianity like like to eddie's one point like like how eddie was stating that questioning you know christianity's beginning through slavery um with the evolution and more knowledge and things more available do you think that that also played a part with our separation from church as far as different types of religions being available. Like you said, the Muslim faith, um, the, like you said, the nations of Islam, things like that. Do you think that think, also could have, you know what I mean? Could have took away I, from- I think the nation of Islam is? was probably at its height in like the sixties, early seventies. I think that's when their, their, their population were the biggest. I, there's a lot of, that's, I think that's, that's, I don't want to misinterpret that. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of black people that still go to church. Right. Like churches, 
it's it's again it's an institution a lot of people go to church it's just what are you going to church for so a lot of people we're not going a lot of people aren't going i'm not gonna say a lot of people people aren't going to get a message people aren't going to learn more they're not trying to get deeper into their religion it's you're going because one you feel like you're supposed to be there you don't want somebody to say something about you not being there you're going to go see yeah. other people you're going to get dressed so that you can show other people what you're wearing you're right. going to make sure that everybody see your car because it's parked in the front you're going to go make this donation so they can say your name in the beginning of the announcements it's it's a different it's a different reason for going and so it's like if you're only not going on Sundays like they're not even doing right. the whole week thing for real so anymore. that's what I'm saying Wednesday Bible studies that are, are empty because mm -hmm. nobody nobody's there it's nothing to show out for it's it's mm -hmm. the it's the reasoning behind it which is how it's that much easier to walk away from being there so I don't think I don't think the nation of Islam and like any other kind of religion being involved in a community has pulled that many people away people are still going it's just a matter of like again if I'm out here struggling and you driving a Bentley to church and then you get mad at me for not giving you the money that I'm struggling to keep to pay for your Bentley one of us are here for the wrong reason so instead of me arguing with you I'm just not gonna come no more and now you put a bad taste in my mouth so I'm not going to anybody else's church either and then it really? takes that time to find somewhere that you feel comfortable at again to start going to church more frequently so do we so do we still feel that it's like so is it respected because like, I think this. I think it's still, still respected. respected. Still I just respected. think it doesn't hold the same reverence as as strong as it once did to me. But I don't I think it has people. the same connection. I don't think. I think the connection to the community is where it's lacking. Like Jesus said, like church is not within four walls. Like you have to step outside of the saved people. Pastoring is supposed to make sure that like the sheep are fed, but you're going out to make sure there's no more sheep that are astray. And you find the astray sheep and you bring them to the fed sheep like that's the whole point of pastoring and if you're not out in the community pastoring to the people that you know need you and you're only focused on the people that are paying their tithes and our offerings and that you see inside of church if you're not involved in the community like you really don't exist where your church is at and i think again that i think that's a problem with mega churches you don't know these people you get up you say your message and then you go back home like to your estate you don't know these folks outside of the people that are like either working within the church system like deacons deaconesses trustees those people you know them but the only members in the church that you know are the ones that get big enough offerings to get your attention and see like i i question if it's still respected just all the fact of like you said back then i mean but there's always people that push the envelopes you know like offer things from church but like now, like you said, you have the honks for Jesus, the drop it low for Jesus. Because now it's just a full on attack that people just don't even care anymore. To, to, you know, like something to be sacred. But I, I also know that the evolution has showed that nothing is sacred. Like check out Q episode season three, um, social media. But I think social media played an effect in it, too, because like now you want to go viral. You know what I mean? Because like you said, the, the, like the, the honk for the honk for Jesus. Is a playoff the Eddie Long thing, but mm -hmm. I think it's more or less that people want to make it look bad, more or less than try to figure out how to get it back to where it once was, or to get it corrected to what it should be. Like you said, the pastor that got robbed, and then they find out that he has all these different, um, you know, businesses that he uses the money for that that doesn't necessarily 
correlate with helping the, the congregation or the, the, the pastor cussing out his pet congregation because he doesn't think that there should be you know that they should be paying him more in ties like the expectation like the expectation is so sad now for like something that we really took pride in like we used to put our our leaders and they would speak and we were like man like this was like a shield you just was proud like now it doesn't even have that same reverence anymore yeah but that's again that goes back to the, because your pastors were in the trenches with you so it's like if it was going on they were in that with you if there was a march happening they were there with you if it was like a hunger kind of thing happening they were making sure the kitchen was open to feed whoever was hungry so it's like that connection it's not there like you look at like the black lives matter movement and everything that happened like 2020 the black church should have been in the forefront of that right and you say like bank black like black churches should be putting all their money into black banks to make sure that it's right. funding their communities so it's but instead you go to bank of america because they're giving you whatever they're giving you you go to up here is or down here is regions because they're giving you what they're giving you it's you're not you're not putting your effort into building the community you're building self and that's where i go it, it's a it's a matter of making sure that you're following the right shepherds so to speak you have to make sure that the people you're investing that part of your life into because your spirituality can either be fed or depleted from a person that you're that you're dealing with so you got to make sure that that person is actually out for your best intention and if not don't go to their fucking church can we can we get it back to how it once was where or we're always going to have strays right we're going to always have dejectors you know they're always going to be that or can we get it back to where it seems like it, it can seem respectable again because again like you said i completely agree i know people that i know people that tuned into this show specifically just because it's about the black church i know people who walked out of hunk for jesus 10 minutes into the the movie because they didn't understand what they expected it to be a dark comedy you know so but can we get it back to where it's held in that strong of a regard just in our principles and in our mind? Can we get back to that place? Well, you know, some places I believe are still like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And just like some places I do believe, I, I know a place, I mm -hmm. know right. churches that have seven day a week. They're open seven days a week. Some they do noonday services. They do evening services seven days a week. You know, so it's about, that's what I'm saying. It's about your leadership. It's mm -hmm. about your structure. It's about your foundation, both spiritually and naturally in a coexisting relationship, you might as well say. Yeah. I don't want to downplay like, it's played like what you just said. It's here now. Right. I mean, like, you know, you could bounce from here to here to here, be comfortable here, here. But how many people actually take the time to be like, okay, God, where you want me to go? Leave me where you want me to be. Yeah. Take me here. I don't want to go here just because I know they're giving out free breakfast. I don't want to go over here just because I know one of my coworkers go there, so I know somebody. Yeah. But free breakfast is well, also a key thing for community. I mean, with church community, because you know, no, like but you that have was enough. But you I got mean, the bougie people who look down on that and like we out here giving handouts right. to homeless people. Like I ain't trying to go in there and smell homeless. Like it's yeah, just but, it's the mentality. Yeah. Like it's right. The one bougie like that. Exactly what you're saying is the reason why I think that it probably would never really go back to being the same because I think that 
I feel like it's, I don't want to, broken into the word I want to say. I, I just feel like, yeah, books, you're right. There's still certain places that are still in tune to it, how it used to be. But I think there's more where there's not, if that makes sense. I feel like makes sense. people people are going to follow their spirituality, not religion. They're going to follow more of their spirituality. Like, oh, I'm in tune to the earth type thing. Like, I'm in tune to, you know, whatever. Whatever they're in tune to. They, they and I think that's going to be the most dominant thing moving forward. Like, that's my personal opinion. Because I think it's been, I think it's been, like, think about it. When you deal with something as a human being, as a, as a person, when you just, that's relationships, personal relationship. If I keep, if I'm dealing with a person, a, a female, right, and, like, we constantly just, I don't know, there's just negative things that just keep sticking out, and then I, I'm done, I'm done. And you know what, I'm never dealing with her again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm right. leaving that alone. Like, yeah. that's human nature for me not to want to keep going through this, what I think is maybe... I say this how I feel, but I, I just think this is dumb, and I think it's not for me, and I think like they're just trying to play me, and you know whatever, whatever your reasoning is, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to go back. See, I think the thing with the church is that, like again, black people are are pretty rooted in it, and um, like anything that you love and has been a part of your your life, when you get far away from it, you look back like man, like you, you question some of it sometimes. And then, like, you know, they always say in scripture, you know, it's the prodigal son thing. Like, you can always come back. But I think, like, the, the way things have evolved now, it makes you question sometimes if you should even just go back in the the, the figurative sense. Like, not, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, because, I think, like, it's like your spirituality, like you said, can take you on a different journey or even just, um, what am I trying to say here? Um, oh, let me Let me say this. Yeah, I, I I refuse to let a a pastor of a church pull me away from my spirituality. I'll leave. I'll go somewhere else. It's like when you move into a house, you have options to move wherever you want to. You live where you're comfortable. So it's the same thing. I feel like when picking churches, you can go wherever you want. You have to find where you're comfortable and then realize why you're comfortable in that situation. So it's there's going to be crooked people in the cloth forever. That's that's something that will never change because it's always going to be an opportunity, whether it's monetary, whether it's power, whether it's whatever. There's always an opportunity inside the cloth. You have to make sure that you're going to the right place for the right reason. And if that means that the church is smaller and it doesn't have a big congregation, cool. I can deal with smaller without a big congregation if the messaging is right, if what you're doing in the community is right, if you're making sure that you're doing outreach, if you have a youth program, if you have a seniors program, if you're making sure you're visiting people in the hospital, I can rock with you. I will give you my money in a heartbeat because I see what it's going to. If you're not doing any of that and I don't know what your outreach looks like, why am I here? Because going to your church and giving you my money is for you to continue doing what you're doing and continue funding the church. If I don't know what that is, I can't fund that. Like I can't, I can't get behind you if I don't believe in you. And it's just, I feel like it's the same way with pastors. You just have to make a decision on what's important to you. And is that person walking in alignment with what you feel is important? If not, we good. I'll fill out my little visitor card and I'll go on about my way. We cool. <clears throat> what you got books? just making faces like 
Nah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean it is what it is it is what it is it's it just it's it's a it's a it's an industry that got tainted very badly I, I i honestly believe if you pulled away tax statuses for churches a lot of them would just close because there's no longer a benefit there for them now i do want to plug one thing though when it comes to pastoring i don't understand where it came from that the pastor is supposed to have a salary in order to do his pastorship instead of working a job like everybody yeah. else i agree with that i've always said that because i know a pastor specifically around here that i always respected because he he still worked you know what i mean like he, he had a regular job um and it's, i think that those are the types of turnoffs though and that's the thing i think where the disconnect is coming into play because like you said though everything in life evolves sometimes the evolution can cause an erosion on the other end so the evolution where something can go in a better direction like you said we start seeing more people coming to church you know um people putting more money into the churches but then you start seeing that the fellowship between the peers like shad saying like oh i don't want to sit beside them like you know what i mean like i might kind of reflect with it, but i like that disconnect and then the, like you said the pastor start getting away and it's just like i said it's not just the pastor though because we can't kill the pastor it's the people you know what i mean amongst us and i think it's the mentality amongst us the congregation because that plays a part and i think that like i would really like to see because i think that everybody's entitled to feel how they feel about religion spirituality but i would like to see that be a, a mainstay and a regular staple again and I'm talking about for like bigger cities, because like like Bugs Point, a lot of small places that's it's it's law. You know what I mean? It's still the, the same. But there's a lot of places where they have moved off it. But I want to see it where black people just give a, a fuck about each other like that again. Like you said, where it was like, you know, you it's that sense of community where it was you can check these kids, you can teach them about just different things, sitting still, yeah. dressing dressing nice. You know what I mean? Like just being able to dressing appropriately dressing appropriately but it's also being able to listen like there's so many skills that you don't really acknowledge that you really learn it's the fact that you were able to sit there and and, and listen to somebody's interpretation and maybe you agree with it then it would cause you to go back and look and see if you can gain your own interpretation those are yeah. basic skills that that then we really use you had the bands you know what I mean? you had the choirs it just you took pride in and singing learning how to play instrument like those are the things because a lot of your your great musicians came from church. You know what I mean? Like um, a lot of That's your true. your singers started in church. Um, I just think that the sense of community is gone. And I think that's what really killed it more or less than anything. Like Sha said, like that's moving to different places. I think that's where it is. Like, and I just want to see that get back to that. And I just don't know if we can. And that's where, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think church is necessarily needed or religion is necessarily needed for us as black folks to really like hand our right. business how you, because I, I agree with you. I would love for us to be like a, a community again. You know what I mean? It just takes for leaders in the community to step up. And that's whether it's me, you or anybody else to just step up and like start organizing things. You don't necessarily need the church, but I agree the church was like a prime 
like uh what's the word they were sta- it was a, it they were stable was that thing uh-huh. in the community right right yeah, but i pillar, don't think you go yeah. that just to, and i'm not anti-church i know i keep arguing against it <laughs> no nah, you're good anti-church <laughs> or anything like that like i believe in god all of that you know what i'm saying what i'm saying is like i don't think church is needed for that anymore anyway because i don't think it's going to go back in my opinion I, but i do think that it takes for certain individuals that still are involved in the community. Like I was talking to somebody the other day who's a teacher uh, at the high who he graduated. I'm not gonna put him on blast, but y'all right. know who he was. I'll tell y'all later or whatever. My man was chatting outside of a giant and he was just saying how, you know, he was like, oh, you know, I, I heard you drive trucks. Are you still doing that? You know, I heard you got your own little business or whatever, whatever. And he's saying like, there's certain people in the community like kids wise that go to our school that still don't even realize things like that are even attainable. Something so simple. You know what I'm saying? And just having people, so he's like, yo, I would like for you to be one of the guys to come back, you know, to just speak positively to the youngsters or whatever. And I'm always down to, to speak on that type. I, I like food with trying to, you know, push the, the young yeah. black folks or the young kids in the community on the right path. Right. Like I'm all about that. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I think it's just gonna take for a group of people, male or female, to just, and you don't gotta necessarily, like I ain't say you gotta be rich, but just, you know, you have experience. So you could talk to these these, these children. You know what I'm saying? But like, see, that's my I, thing. You would go on Sunday. And you would see, this, no, no, you're good. But that's my point. You would go on Sunday. You would see the principal. You would see the truck driver. You would be around them and you could pick their brain. And that because the sense of community was there, you would see the store business owner. You would see the pastor. You would see the dentist. You know what I mean? So it would allow you to see those. And that's why I said the sense of community is where it fell apart, I think. And it, can we? And that's why I'm asking, can we really get that I back? Think, because that's... Go I think that got I think that got lost when you put like three or four churches on a block. So now it's like back in the day, we had maybe like eight, nine churches in the city. And now there's like eight or nine churches in the community. So it's just, you have so many different people with so many different messages and so many different interpretations of the same message and you have to like figure out like everybody wants to be in charge of course everybody wants to have their message be the message everybody wants to run their church that way instead of like before books like you know you you would get underneath of a pastor and you would not necessarily be a disciple but you would be a congregation member underneath of that pastor and you would have a bunch of a different a, a bunch of assistant pastors of under that person's toolage and now it's like it's not the case anymore nobody wants to be an assistant pastor everybody wants to be the pastor and right. that means you're going to open up your own storefront you're going to start a church over here you're going to start a church over there and it's you have to find out again it's the reason why and i think to me to me church feels good so I can, I watch YouTube, I watch TD Jakes all the time. My pastor back in LA, I watch his videos every week. I hit my Bible app every morning. It's the first thing I do. Like I, I get my spirituality, but it's something about being inside of church that hits differently. And it's that, that feeling is different. Like the messaging feels more connected most times, but it's just a matter of understanding again, what you're there for like my my spirituality isn't tainted by somebody's actions i it's that's just me i don't i don't let i don't let people 
interfere with that. You can help it grow, but if I still ain't taking from it, I mean, dude, it's when I I think, and I, I hate to sound old, but when you live enough life, like certain things only make sense. It's yeah. like you know you had nothing to do with this happening. Yeah, that's you know, true. like you know where your blessings are at. You you, you can say like there's no reason I should have been there. Like I shouldn't have got this opportunity. I missed this by literally a second. Like I I I truly I'm I'm very spiritual. And in the same breath, I'm not rooting myself in one person's church because your message on this one topic may be different than this other message from this other topic. And then I got to go back and try to figure out where it correlates. And are you saying the wrong thing because you didn't interpret it the right way? Or are you saying the right thing? This other person's wrong. And it's, it's just a matter of everybody has an interpretation of the same book. No and all religions are basically based <clears throat> off of the same story. Right. It's just how you're telling the story and what you decide you're going to pick out of it. How you interpret it. That's, yeah, that's yeah. my thing with religion. You're yeah, telling yeah, the same story. Yeah. Like, Jewish people telling the same story as Christians, Christians telling the same stories as Buddhists, Buddhists telling the same stories as Muslims. Everybody still believes in the same God. You're called by a different name. You have the same aspects of it that are the same. It's just a matter of like how you're interpreting this thing. I think Jewish people stopped in the Old Testament and didn't go into the New Testament. They killed Jesus. Look, that's it's like you you have to praise figure Allah out like, with visions of Gandhi, like Nah said. Like you always have a different. It's you know, it's just but. interpretations. <laughs> right it's, it's interpretations everybody's everybody's ultimately trying to get to the same place you're ultimately trying to say these are the ways to get there but it's like nobody truly knows what way to get where that's where your spirituality comes in your personal relationship okay i want to plug uh let me plug I mean, these comments right quick she said also a lot of pastors haven't had formal seminary training so they're interpreting the bible the way they want to true statement right. a, a non-taxpaying corporation Absolutely. our parents were definitely turned off by some corrupt things they saw in church it was just covered up yeah. i think some of the disconnect is also the older people wanting young people to help run the church but not collaborating with them in the modernizing their message and operations definitely the, and last but certainly not least, giving out things like food and helping your community is basically Bible 101. Okay, Mo, with the facts. Yo, think about what they yeah. did to Kirk Franklin when Kirk, when Kirk came out. What you mean? What they, yo, you mean gospel they, puffy? Look, gospel puffy? Yo, they went from they went from banning. And what people say. <laughs> he can't beat me. He might be able to fight his son, but I'll whoop Kurt Franklin ass. Like I ain't, I ain't his son. Oh, but I just want to say that. That's a muscular little dude. He might get you. Yeah, I will stomp him the fuck out. He but I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You better watch I'm out. I'm sorry. Get the, might, go ahead, Shad. Get you. you. <laughs> now I'm saying it's like look at what he went through. Look at what. They, they put the Clark sisters through it. They said they were too contemporary. They weren't spreading mm -hmm. the messages right. And these are people that like now churches are begging to come to their church. And it's not because their thoughts have changed on those people. It's because they know that those people bring the audience. So you're just as clout chasing as anybody else when it comes down to that. So it's yeah. like, what do you again? It's it's a, what do you what are you giving? And what are you what are you giving back to the community? And then make a decision from there like i just 
when there's two or more in my name, I'll be there. That's so, what he said. That's what no he said. doubt. So we there do think that it. there's still there's, there's still a sense of respect depending where you're at, depending on your age for the church. It's just changed. So that's good. We still love. We just got to get our sense of community back. Um, yeah, I'm saying put your money, put your money in. If you gonna put money in the church, put your money into churches that are putting their money back into the community, and no make sure that they're doing what they say. If not, dip, go somewhere else. No doubt. All right, and that's all we got for tonight for the um the heavy lifting, man. Like, how y'all feel about the return? Like, do we feel like do we feel like we didn't lose a step because it was a long summer hiatus? So what y'all feel like? Y'all feel good to be back? It's good that y'all followed us again. Like it's, it's oh, yeah. great for that. Huh? Like so what y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? I'm happy. Oh, Get this new season hitting. We got a lot to talk about this this time. We, do. we definitely we do. do. A lot to discuss. And after all, we still the queue. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, still the queue. All no doubt. All, all right. So you know, books. You know, what I mean, we got to do it. We got it. Turn that tape. You better not listen, we people. Got to do. We it. want to thank y'all tonight. Play his theme music. Play it. It's bubble bath books time. Clarity. Bubble bath books time. We getting soapy. Bubble bath books. Bubble bath. Bubble bath books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, books. Take us out, fam. PSA. I had nothing to do with that banner you just saw across the screen at all. But now nah, we want to thank y'all. We back season four kickoff. This is just the beginning of season four. We want to thank y'all for tuning in because so many other places you could be on a Friday night. You decided to be here with us. So y'all take care. Have a safe week. We'll see you soon. Take care. Be happy. Be safe. But most of all, be you. Q out. You out. Q out. <laughs>